Welcome. To That Comic Smell Podcast. David Robertson, Fernando Pons, Mike Sadaka, and Tom Stewart. Hiya. You alright? Oh, when, the, hey, when someone's lucky. Hey, I'm cool though. Hey, uh, hey, hey, cool. I always say churro. Why a churro? Everyone's here. I can show off my t shirt. Is a churro? Oh, what is a churro? churro? The, is that pastry. that sort? Yeah, the sweet thing. The, the, the or is it savoury? No, it's sweet. And we, uh, we don't have savoury. I think, yeah, I think yeah. we've got it's some editing to do later on because uh, the first half, at least <laughs> up to the moment you've come, has been uh, Mediterranean swear words and their translations. Fucking <laughs> joking. So you've, you've not missed anything. Show them, Harry. We'll do more languages and all that. Mm. Starting with fuck, we'll do with it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh. mm. So, mm. well, science and comics. I, I thought it'd be an easy subject, and people would have too many comics. Um, so maybe, maybe my definition of science comic is a bit on the wide <laughs> side. But um, I brought a selection, uh, different genres as well. Um, the first one, which you probably noticed, is called Tinkle. And I got this uh, in the Middle East. Yep. Uh, probably the people who wrote, who, whose language this is for, don't know anything about this word and thought it sounds pretty good. Yeah. Um, inside, it's mostly things like moral tales, but it's intersected with uh, science paragraphs and pages about how science works. That's cute. It's for uh, very, very young readers. Um, but... People like uh, ourselves will be interested in the, the style and mm-hmm. even the content. So I found some of the stories pretty interesting. Um, there are some uh, uh, sort of like paragraph texts about science. Is that... Oh no, it looks a bit like Chris Ware's artwork. Mm. <laughs> all, the, all the stories are uh, sort of like... They're like one-offs, well most of them, so... If you started off at a story, you wouldn't have to worry about the previous issue or the previous issue before that. I like that kind of comic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are some reoccurring characters like uh, like there's a zoologist. Uh, uh, most of the readers are from India, so a lot of the, the Is this fashion what inspired and the your um, scientific path. No, no. Your, I just bought this uh, about a year ago. Oh. No, I, I quite fancied uh, having a look and having a look at all the different styles. It's, it's got scientists here, and it's it's a quiz. So tinkle picture quiz. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and uh, the answers are there for tinkle. anyone that wants to try any of the uh, any of the tinkle uh, quizzes. Ah. Good. Here's one Nando's familiar with. Yeah. I Dr. mentioned Slump. this last Dr. time, Doctor Slump. This is, uh, if you're ever in a down mood, a book like this is good to perk your, uh, your mood. Um, 
I can never remember how to pronounce her name. Areli. Areli. Well, she's a robot. She's been built by the perverted doctor. Um, he wanted to build <laughs> Perver the perverted doctor. Yes, because yeah. he wanted to build the ultimate woman. Uh huh. Um, of course, he actually that, built a. Is there any Japanese stuff that isn't kind of hinged on some kind of sexual perversion? That's Dr. Yeah. Slump, and he's an inventor, and he decides to create the perfect woman, but he creates a, lot, what the a robot that mm. looks like a girl. Yes, yeah. and she, she wonders why her chest girl. is flat. Yeah. Uh -huh. She's also extremely short-sighted, which adds to the humour. So, it needs to make spectacles. So, mm. we have a robot. A big spectacle robot that is a, a girl. Super strong. Uh, super strong. And he has lots of other zany inventions and the locals don't know that she's a robot. Or at least up, up at this point they don't know she's a robot. So they're wondering why she's got all these oddities like uh, she'll, she'll drink oil out of a canister for, <laughs> for dinner rather than eat uh, food. She's got one weakness though and that's uh, if she runs out of uh, fuel she just freezes where she is and uh, there's a scene in here where a guy who thinks that he's kidnapped her but really she's just in it for a laugh um, she, uh, she 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 freezes and he thinks she's died until uh, the doctors come again then Dr. Slump arrives and he quickly gives her fuel so she suddenly re-emerges and it looks like she's back from the dead well it's uh, a good wee uh, so she, she just goes along with the kidnapping for a laugh yeah she just yeah. Uh, uh, I'm not sure if it's in volume two or volume one, but she she just suddenly loses all her energy and stays mm -hmm. still. So he's got no idea. She thinks right. she she thinks he's playing, and there's no point at all where she's in any where danger. Just <clears throat> start here. Yeah, so, you start um, the the opposite yeah. way. Here, here. From right to left. What's wrong one with that kind of panel? There's a lot of humour there. A lot, of, a lot of comics are, are like that. This looks good. After grow a third arm here's, here's another one that's exactly like this. Oh, I've, got, I've got pretty much all the Alita books. Um, this is, rather than a robot, this is a cyborg. And a cyborg starts out human, but something really awful happens to her. You don't, it's not really explained how she got that way, but she's basically a brain in a super, super body. The art style is completely different in that it's far more detailed. It's adult compared to Dr. Slump. Um, there are some jokes here and there, but um, it's really more known for its uh, absolute brutality. And this is in a post-apocalyptic world. And again, it runs from uh, uh, right to left. Uh, the detail in here is fantastic. And um, even though it's a post-apocalyptic world, Science is pretty much uh, one of the most important things. So you see highly advanced cyborgs uh, with their brains showing in some cases. Mm. They've all got brilliant weaponry. Um, <clears throat> and Alita's world is kind of controlled by this giant fortress um, where very advanced people live. In the end, it turns out that they're no more... Uh, uh, they're more the victims themselves, but I don't want to give too much away because it's a fantastic yeah, series. At the beginning of the series, as you know, the origin mm. of Alita, then there's a lot of social commentary as well because they live down, yeah, where they are fighting to survive every day and they're hoping to go 
up mm -hmm. to that kind of platform where they think that's mm -hmm. we can survive as the highest society. That's the yeah. there's a class yeah. a differentiation there always, and there's because there's also the, the top people. Is it not like a gladiator mark? There's also a gladiatorial yeah. sort of a sport the, where if you are a winner, you have the chance to go yeah. up. And yeah. Although it's usually more of a, a broken promise. Yeah, yeah. and um, it's estimated. Some of the people who belong up there actually make it down there and uh, they feel more comfortable down there. They're out of the social norms. But it's definitely a brilliant series uh, to get into. That's an interesting one, especially that one. Here I go, one that's actually called hey. Science Comics. Dinosaurs. Yep. This is the history of paleontology <gasps> in a comic book form. Yeah. There's a whole series of them, isn't there, the yeah. series comics? Well, it's not the first time this has been done. Um, uh, a while back, there was a, a dinosaur series, an educational one, and it's a bit like the Looking Comics and Looking Magazines. You open it up and you see a few pages of uh, uh, comic. It's the same with those ones. You open it up and you see a few pages of comic, but it tells you real-life incidents that happened. Uh, this is this is different artists, though. Is it Looking? Hey, What about real? Looking? Oh, looking was real. It was. It was class I'm at the time. Just checking. You nearly like shattered my whole world paradigm. Oh, no, looking's not an illusion. <laughs> the artwork in looking was terrific a lot of the time. I remember they did a, an A-team strip, for instance, and the likenesses and everything. Yeah. Great. They did. I think the people who did the A-team strip there, I think they were the same sort of people that did things like Action Man or Eagle uh -huh. and uh, Victor, those sort of things. It was done in exactly that style. They never credited anybody in Lucan. No, Fast Forward came as well, and they ended up doing like uh, comic book versions of soap operas. And, mm. Mm. But anyway, uh, this is... Uh, the other one I've seen on this is about uh, marine biology, so if you have kids who are struggling with science but they love comic books, something like this is like uh, a fantastic mm. idea. Mm. Yeah, it's nice. Mm. And it actually explains theories in comic book form as well. Yeah. So and there's loads of them. There's ones on. Um, uh, there's like a whole list of them. Ah, the far side. Great stuff. Get yeah. to know your universe. Yep. And I'll, I'll, I'll briefly move away from uh, traditional comic books and say this is one of the best series I have ever seen. It's Gary Larson's Far Side. It's full of scientists acting extremely immature. Uh, one, one of my favourite ones is uh, this time travel, the age of reptiles, and you see our friendly scientist in his time travel machine stuck in the jaws of a Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> yeah, that works great. <clears throat> mm. uh, he's not actually, he says in his own opinion he's not an artist, but he, he draws far better than a lot of uh, uh, famous artists. He, he was a fantastic one for science. The hazards of teaching young Neanderthals. That's a stegosaurus tail. That's the teacher's chair. And there's the teacher about to plop her arse right Oh, in. instead oh, of like a fat yeah. cushion. I yeah. Or the pins in the, in the seat. Pale it. Here, here's, uh, here's some. He usually draws scientists like this, uh, old guys yeah, in their, yeah, the in their lab, lab coats. And there's loads of ones like this. Uh, he, he picks on he picks on all scientists every single type did of scientist. Did that start as cards or not? Or this did it just cards, yeah. No, it started off. He he was working in a record shop, 
And one day he thought to himself, I'd rather do something else with my life. So he sent and in a couple jobs of... jobs uh, does he want? Record shops all yeah, right. Well, he, he, he was into it for 10 years and he thought I needed to have a change in, uh, I think it was Seattle or nearby. And, um, in Seattle he, at yeah, all? Yeah, in Seattle. Oh, but it was before the likes of Nirvana. Uh, long before yeah, that. Still, come on. But, uh, he, he, sent, he sent in a few comics... Uh, Pants, just uh, one panel comics to the local newspaper and he right. snapped up, he called it Nature's Way and uh, <laughs> like a lot of his stuff it got loads of complaints but it got lots of people who loved it so, so from then on that's how he started, he started paper, right? and lots of newspapers loved it so much that they all ended up buying uh, rights to it yep. and he became so rich and famous from it he actually retired after about 15 years and it's been about 20 years since he wrote the last one. Here's, a, here's another uh, one. Um, Calvin and Hobbes. Um, it's not so much science in uh, how we think of it, but the main character, little boy Calvin, who's named after... In fact, they're both named after scientists. He's got the mind of a scientist. He loves science, but he's always mischievous and he mucks about. Yeah, yeah. The tiger, incidentally... Um, when... Oh, when... When when he's when he's on his own, the tiger seems to have a life of its own. But when there's people around, the tiger reverts to being uh, yeah, a, toy. He's just a toy. Yeah, so there's a bit of a mystery as to whether it's all in his head or if the tiger's magic. It's never explained, and it's probably never going to be explained. But he, he's often. I'd wager. What would you think? On his head. Yeah, I think we're seeing the kid's head being played out there. Give us your your father mark, because your well, face is. It's interesting that the, the very first one, how he gets the tiger, is he, he captures him, doesn't he? He leaves a tuna for a sandwich outside. <laughs> yeah. And then, mm. and then oh. the tiger's hanging off a tree and he takes him in the house. Mm. Did not. I never knew that. Neither did yeah, I. Did tuna, yes, and it's a tuna sandwich. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and also a lot of things happen, like um, like a mum or dad will come in and say, what's going on here? And, he, and he's like, it wasn't me, it was, you know, yeah. and he's tied up the chairs and things. And it's like, how, mm. how did that happen? Yeah. How can the boy be tied he's up He's definitely open to like himself. So right. it's a lot of a, is it real or no? Is it imagination no, or a... That's the beauty of it, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's full of intermissions like this. Yeah. Where he's, uh, he's out in space. He's great. Or he's with dinosaurs. Yeah. Oh, Babbage. Yeah. This is a good one. This is uh, about Lady Lovelace and Charles Babbage, who in real life oh, wow. were friends. And, you know, they were scientists. And uh, the author here, Sidney... There's no evidence that they were romantically linked, though. Uh, she did have at least one affair, but it wasn't with him. He was about 30 years older than her. He had, like, loads and loads of kids of his own. Um, there was only, there's evidence for one letter where they may have hinted um, at her husband being away, uh, you know, to, to remove the third person. But it's only in your broadest imagination that they're actually romantically, because apparently these two were not shy. So, but anyway, uh, on, on the scientific grounds, um, uh, this uh, this author, she, um, I think she started out as web comics. So she got them uh, published in a book, and uh, it's, it's got brilliant black and white illustrations. Mm. And there's footnotes and on a lot of the pages, so the author can explain the uh, the reasons behind some of the uh, 
uh, bits in the story or is something about some people. Story is uh, it? Sort of, I know, because uh, it starts out where she's younger and uh, she meets Charles Babbage, but then from after the first chapter, basically, you're, uh, you could start off at any chapter right. and it won't affect the story. Right. It's got people like uh, the Duke of Wellington coming in, barging in on a horse. It's got... Um, <laughs> It's it's got uh, Br Brunel, uh, fantastic picture of Brunel, uh, ism, ism bar kingdom Brunel, who's like a cigar chomping uh, maniac who sniffs. Uh, he can tell whenever he sniffs steam. There he is. He's he's always there to lend a helping hand. But a bit um, older, I think, than. Uh, oh, wow. Yep. That's really nice. That works brilliant. It yeah. works. Black and white works just as well as colour, I think. Um, I but um, if you know anything about the, the two in real life, um, you know, the, the final panel is quite, uh, quite emotional because, you know, it looks like they're fantastically um, walking off to a, a bright future. And uh, in real life, um, he, he died pretty miserable and uh, she died at the age of 37. Um, but... On the plus side, it's a fantastically uh, fun read. Yeah, on the plus side, it's only been a comical Yeah. And I hope that she makes a sequel of it, because it is uh, brilliant. Oh, it's not nice. Yeah, it's really nice to see that. No, no. It's in I got that one in Watson's. There's a paperback version out now. <clears throat> It'd be nice yeah. if someone did something like that with Tesla, on Nikolai Tesla. That'd be a good book. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm sure there is one. Like that, that, not, not a serious story, no. but it involved Tesla. Oh, right. Kind of time travel. <laughs> I'm sure he did. Yeah. Russell? Here we go. I, oh, thought I'd, to go back. I thought I'd bring in some good old-fashioned alien technology to contrast right. with uh, the not-so-technologically-advanced uh, dinosaurs. This is a Grant Morrison uh, one. Um, Thing is, I got this and I, I read it, and I was like really looking forward to the next one. And it's been written as a one-off, <laughs> even though, even though it was, uh, you know, kind of leading up to like sequels. Um, aliens, as you'd imagine, are very technologically advanced. Why have they got a laser beam? Ah, so we they got they do have laser beams, but it's would they make as good a story? I know. Because I was just Morrison thinking. That's the thing. I saw. I saw the cover. Sorry. Mm -hmm. I saw the cover. Dinosaurs versus aliens. Mm -hmm. These big mother ships descending. There should be no verses. Should be big massive laser beam from here, rain napalm all over the dinosaurs. <laughs> There's no more verses. Short column, though, yeah. <laughs> but really, the aliens are always going to win that one. Yeah. Well, they, they I wish. Cowboys versus aliens. Aliens, yeah. So this is like they've done another one. Isn't it? I I wish that I could yeah. uh, I could see what really that. would happen because uh, there's some scenes in here where the dinosaurs learn to use some of that technology. Mm. Yep. And there's dinosaurs. There's individuals. This is a wee bit like uh, 2000 AD where there was a T-Rex with one eye. Oh yeah. Uh, there's a T-Rex with one eye in this yeah, one. Instead of being female, it's uh, it's male. Um, and there's other ones with uh, their own little version of technology. Uh, I know it looks pretty primitive, but when you go up against the aliens, you are rooting for the dinosaurs. Well, I thought I'd 
I had to add that in just to... Uh, this movie happened, didn't it? This is not a fake no. memory of this being a movie. Probably. Did it? No, there's I lots of films with dinosaurs aliens and... But not of that version. That's not... Aye. Maybe I just looked and saw that in a shop and thought, oh, they've done that movie as well. And I wish they'd make and another one. And written the version from the comic. I've got I've got the sequel to. Is this good, uh, Mike? Before you move on, is this is this yes or? I right? prefer the artwork to the story. Yeah, it's, it's nice, like painting, isn't it? Mm. But the story, I wish I could see more of it because oh. I think Grant Morrison did it perfectly as a beginning. Right. But I think his intentions were just as a one-off. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of uh, on on this sort of uh, subject. There's a lot of Godzilla graphic novels out now with. The scientists, the only way they can beat the monsters, other than have Godzilla's help, is to use technology. Mm. And quite often it's giant robots as well, sometimes shaped like Godzilla. Yeah. Sorry? Um, Did you want to look? Have you seen? I've, I've had a look, yeah. I'd like to see a, a T-Rex bite a flying saucer. I think yeah, that could be arranged. Yeah. I've changed my mind. Let's hope they make a movie of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> or a film of flesh and see, uh, flesh. see dinosaurs flesh do that. At least like flesh. Yeah, flesh is a good science one. Because, so. uh, they, although, although they did have chainsaws in that as well. Uh, there was a, a scene <laughs> in one of the stories, there was a crane. No, the, the fast food uh, farmers. Oh. It's this huge butch redneck guy. He's in this crane. And he's got the, the crane is meant to have a, a bite proof um, cage. So he's got this chainsaw and he goes up to a big long neck dinosaur and he's just. They, they zoom the crane towards it and he chops its head off with mm-hmm. his uh, chainsaw. And then he comes face to face with one of the big carnivorous dinosaurs who makes short work of the cage and the chainsaw. Although a lot of the dinosaurs have scars on them from. Uh, uh, swords, knives, chainsaws, bullets, you name it. And if they made a film of that, it would be fantastic. And I know everyone would be on the side of the dinosaurs as well. Yeah. Although some people were adopted by the dinosaurs in this. If they're annoying dinosaurs, no. Oh, no, they're fearsome and brilliant. Yeah, but in the film it could be annoying. Could yeah. be. And uh, instant dislike to them. Kill yeah. them all. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a, there's <laughs> a scene where there's this spoiled lady and uh, she's actually feeding a, a small pterosaur baby with a, a bottle of milk and a dummy. And she's giving, she's saying things like, income, income, drink em, milk em. And it's, it looks cute. It's got a wee sort of bow thing on it. And then it plops on her. It shits on her. And she goes, you filthy little beast. And then she strangles it. And throws the corpse towards um, a primitive reptile that's supposed to be their version of a dog, which has a head half the size of its body, and it just sort of slap, snaps it up. And she goes on the phone, or the telecom, she says, uh, oh, get me this, get me that. Oh, yeah, and send me another one of those cute little pterodactyls for me. Jesus. <laughs> well, I, I brought the... That's not a... Um... That's not a commentary on something. I don't know what is. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I brought the the second part of uh, the League of Gentlemen, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, because science is used against science. Here we have the the War of the Worlds, and uh, the Martians are taken over. They're technologically so advanced that Victorian armies have no chance against them. So they look for a, a weapon, scientific weapon, and they find. Uh, Oh, and I apologise for this. This is a, a warning. 
uh, for anyone with a particular phobia. The uh, Dr. Moreau. Uh, is it Moreau? Yeah, I think it is. Dr. Yeah. Moreau, yeah. Yep. Who has all these sort of animal figures. Um, some of them like oh, Winnie, Winnie the Pooh. They're done in a sort of adult version. That's Rupert, yeah. That's yeah, Rupert, Rupert the Bear. I was going to say it looks more like Rupert no characteristic, the Bear. Yeah, oh yeah, not Winnie more. the Pooh, Rupert the Bear, yeah. Um, there's loads and loads of them. Oh, it's, it's good, isn't it? Um, but it's, uh, they're expecting um, the weapon to be some sort of advanced creature. It turns out what he's using is uh, a combination of anthrax and streptococcus. <laughs> Uh, which basically kills the Martians. Mm -hmm. And then there's a big moral debate at the end of it that Captain Nemo, who has awesome technology himself, is furious that they've used bacteria and viruses to destroy biological, biological, yeah. biological weapons. Yeah, biological he's really weapons. upset about that, and he leaves on, yep. on the basis of that. Yep. Yeah. Why? Because I've read it, but I can't remember. I can't remember is it because the war shouldn't be fought with biological things? He's an Eco warrior. Mm. Oh. He, oh, yes. yeah. He, yeah, he, exactly. he wants to protect the seas and the air. Yeah, so he's he's fed up of the contamination. Yeah. Yeah. He prefers to invest in technology that is Good, yeah. uh, actually ecologically mm -hmm. viable. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things when they, oh, they use the weapon and they use a, a bio yeah. weapon here, they would, yeah. could have endangered. Yeah. Not just the aliens, but us as well, and yeah. all the species. Yeah. And, and when you see on the first one, he causes a massacre with his sword and gun. Yeah. See, he saw that as more honourable. Mm -hmm. Oh, here we go. He's I've a got, warrior. That's the thing. <laughs> I've got an evil scientist here, Thanos. Thanos. This is the beginning of Thanos's career when he's at the academy learning how to be a scientist, right. and he meets a mysterious student who uh, who's, uh, who resembles a goth, basically. Uh, no offence to Goss, because my mother was a Goss. It's too late. So, uh, <laughs> it's done. It's done. Um, but he suddenly realises that this Goth doesn't receive any reaction from anyone else. And he realises that he's the only one that can see her. And it turns out that once he's done what she wants, she reveals herself to be Lady Death, a Mistress Death. <sighs> he's caused a massacre and he, he is shocked by it. But then he soon get composes himself and becomes the most evil, or uh, the biggest baddie in the Marvel universe. What? After he's composed himself, he becomes uh, the baddie. Uh, well, he he's he's he goes, sort of like. Oh, I enjoyed uh, that. So first he's upset, and then he goes, "Oh no, actually, I like that." Actually, yes, that is what it is. That is, and he's got some. Uh, I mean, he's got some uh, pictures of uh, some of his fellow classmates being uh, experimented on. You notice that Thanos, he's got the deviant gene, which means he looks different to um, uh, the other um, uh, people of Titan. Um, and is this part of that? Titan also, on the moon, like yeah, is yeah, this meant to be in our it is, solar system? That moon. Uh, inside in the Marvel Universe, inside there, it's like a huge complex uh, where people we would consider as great gods would, would live in. In fact, Thanos himself is based on uh, Thanatos from uh, Greek myth. Right. Yeah. Um, he had a brother as well who is only in this. Uh, in fact, I don't even remember if his brother's in that. Star Fox. Star Fox, yeah. yeah. Who in Greek myth was his, his, his also his brother. And his name is Eros. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was the, the love. God of love. Yeah, yep. nice. he so he is, has the God of love. Yes, he, 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 he got, got loved up by uh, She-Hulk. Yeah. 
who beat him up when he cheated, I think. That's an annoying one, though, because it makes Lady Lady Death to be out to be like a cock tease. Yeah. Instead of being something that Thanos is going after that thwarts away all these well, well, advances. Well, I have to say, Actually, this is uh, done after a lot of Thanos' stories, because when we first see Lady Death, she doesn't speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, she actually speaks. She's very yeah. vocal. If, if you go back even towards like, Infinity Gauntlet and mm. all her comics where Thanos and Lady Death appear, mm. the way you understand it is, yeah, it kind of... Lady that is constantly teasing Thanos, mm-hmm. or Thanos thinks that he's being teased. Mm-hmm. I think so there is that, though, and, it's, about it. and it's constantly that. He is in love with death. Yeah, oh yeah. But and in this, it's more like he's only in love with her because she's enticed him, mm-hmm. as opposed to the other one, which is he's just infatuated. Yeah. It's his ever-growing chase, you know. He has lots of uh, lovers children in this book and Lady Death persuades him to kill them all. Mm. That's why uh, Nebula, they reckon she was one of the, uh, the daughter of one of Thanos' children that escaped his slaughter. Um, But it's it's pretty brutal in there. Um, My favourite Transformer happens to be uh, evil as well and he's also supposed to be a scientist. Uh, Starscream in the stories was a scientist before the Great War of uh, between the Autobots and Decepticons. Um, although this doesn't really show that, this is uh, some of the best of Starscream stories. Um, he's very adept at using science and technology. And uh, my favourite story, Starscream story, is in here, and it was uh, it was written by uh, a guy I've met, um, a very nice um, Simon Furman. Uh, Furman who I met in Glasgow at uh, one of the conventions. Um, he wrote this story of Starscream. Uh, this is separate from the animated series of the 80s. Yeah. He's in the middle of a field. He's quite depressed. And you find out things about his psyche. He talk, he's speaking. He's, this is the only example. Uh, well, he's the only Transformer who's actually referred to the... Broke the fourth wall and referred to the reader. Um, oh. In this one, he's really depressed. Um well, he first the reader in, in, in another story in his book, not this one, but he's he's going on about things that really make him tick. And he bumps into a wee boy who's like, Merry Christmas, and Starscream couldn't be arsed, so he's like, go home. Uh, and then when he has to learn about Christmas, he decides to sort of uh, download uh, <laughs> all the data he can. So it's like, internal data file, subhead, earth vocabulary, Christmas, date December 24th, annual festival celebrating Christ's birth. And he talks about family, reunion, gift-giving, and all that. But of course, Starscream's not that bothered. And then, reluctantly, like like a Scooby-Doo character, he, he uh, decides to fly off, but he takes a wee boy with him who's still trying to convince him of the good about Christmas. And there's a, 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 a bus full of uh, old people who get stuck in the snow, and Starscream decides to listen to the boy and do, do something good. But of course, there's an Autobot who thinks Starscream's just there to massacre the, the people. So he ends up fighting this Autobot. And then before the fight gets too serious, the wee boy sort of tells the Autobot off and says, you, you darn fool Autobot, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. This Decepticon wasn't trying to harm people. He was trying to help them. And the, the really smug Starscream is like, yep, I am. And uh, then at the end of it, the wee boy's still not getting any... Uh, uh, Christmas jolliness from Starscream 
And he's almost crying. In fact, yeah, he's, his eyes are water, and he goes off the press, and then Starscream shouts out, um, oh, uh, by the way, <laughs> Merry Christmas, kid. He felt upset because he wanted him to give him a transformer yeah, give him from a the factory. Yeah. Like, come on, can't you get into Christmas? I want a big transformer. What's yeah. wrong with nice. Christmas? Come on, it's a time of giving. Nice. Yeah. Well, a lot of... Uh, Always Christmas stories and transformers. Yeah, the UK yeah. ones. Yeah. That, his, that, that story was the nice. special UK Christmas story of Starscream. Yeah, that's good. But in a lot of his stories, he, he uses science to get one up on Megatron, his boss. Megatron. Yep. So almost, almost all of his uh, schemes involve science, mm -hmm. using science to the best of his abilities. And in, uh, in a lot of the backstories, everyone makes uh, reference to him being a, a very good scientist. I, I recognise that one at the start. What's about that? Yeah, the enemy within. <laughs> There's a good bit in this with the flying around and the, the ones that were like dogs. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, Ravage. Ravage. And he was I chasing, wanted yeah, him. That looks really scientific. This is John Ridgeway. Oh, yeah. That looks really, oh, very nice. nice. That looks really scientific. This one's perverted <laughs> as well. <laughs> I got this one because uh, biology, I think, is what it's. Yeah. Uh, I think so. There is science in here. Uh, the main character sure again, again is what, a villain. What's the name of that one? She's the the, the uh, Bond Queen. Bond Queen, yeah. and the title is Gangbang. That's what we want to hear. We're ready for a gangbang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She. She's. I was listening to Blacklist last night. <laughs> It was on, I was watching the bit of Rita Sue and Bob too. Oh really? <laughs> right, so well, uh, tell, tell the us, uh, the science by say, oh, I should have oh, used this for politics as well because here you've got the evil uh, president of Alaska, Sarah Palin. Uh -huh. uh, you notice her eyes usually. Is that meant to be? Is that Sarah that, Palin? Yeah, that's that Sarah right? Palin. Is that Sarah Palin? No, that's I not. I think Sarah. that's how Sarah Palin looks in the mind of a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, whenever you see her, well, most of it you see her, her eyes sort of glow red and it's evil. The author is not too keen on her. Oh, he's keen on drawing her. Yeah. But uh, if you can look beyond all the boobies, you'll see that the main character, the main character is a scientist who uses science to do her evil deeds. And the other ones, uh, one of them that's not uh, on there, she's in, uh, she's on the inside. Her superpower. That one, I think. Yeah, that one. Because her uh, T-shirt, she's got a picture of a train. Her superpower is she can Multiple. she can go anywhere on a train track. <laughs> so what? she goes on a train track and she can zoom along. But anybody could do that. Yes, if they take <laughs> the train. Just train track and just walk along. It's got time travel and uh, dimension jumps in here as well. Right. But it's uh, it's very easy to be sort of distracted, especially when some villains like uh, yes, like yes. this are on there, uh, are lurking around. Uh, oh. There are. That's that wrong in so many levels. I know. <laughs> so how about we look at the, the wrongness? No. <laughs> there we like go. This, one, this is a good this science is the one. Best part of this cover. For a long time in aliens? the 90s, there were loads of aliens and predator stories. Mm -hmm. And this is. Actually, this alien is a, a robot, an android. Oh, yeah. It's made to look exactly like the regular aliens, so it can intercept the aliens and go into their hive. 
There's a cool wee bit where it actually sort of talks to one of the alien guards that's guarding the mother, the queen. And um, also, it's, it's set in a laboratory, it's set on a spaceship. Uh, the alien even has its own uh, biological weapon that it can use to shoot enemies with. Uh, the main scientist has a code which he says to it because sometimes it's got programs in its head so that it behaves just like an alien. So his, um, his lover is uh, learning ways of how to escape the real alien but when the, the robot is in this program it behaves like one. So he's got to go in there and shout out the code to stop the robot from killing his, uh, his girlfriend. It's got loads of futuristic technology in it. It's got like um, uh, some of the spaceship designs. It's got some of the monitors on the on the lab. And it, it, with with most labs, it's got the good old fashioned test tube. <laughs> and nicely animated there, as you see it smashing when it hits the floor. Uh, basically, that's their scheme, their plans. That's what happens to their plans. All along, they're being watched by an even smaller robot that's shaped like an ant. The dog's not a robot, though. The dog is real. The other wee... Now, this has, been, this has been coloured more recently, hasn't it? Uh, no, that was the colour it was at the time. Was it? Yeah. When did you it say was, this was the 80s? Uh, late 90s. 80s or early 90s. 90s. Uh, 90s I remember that, and it was yeah. my colour. Yeah. Because mm. I came on playing that one. Kelly Jones. Kelly Jones, yeah. Quite nice, aren't they? Kelly Jones? Yeah. yeah. The I think he did some of Batman's... Uh, no. <laughs> Batman. <laughs> I think some of Batman comics were were drawn by him as well, uh -huh. with similar colouring. It's, it's also quite brutal, that's actually the robot doing that. Oh. Uh, so he's got to, he got to shout out the priority override, and he says the code, and the alien stops in midway. Uh, it's got some brilliant, brilliant illustrations there. Mm -hmm. ah, I, brought, I brought this one along because uh, I had to look up for one Spider-Man story. Because uh, Spider-Man's a side story. That's oh. an old... That's this is old school as in Somehow 80s. I remember that. Yep. I, I, remember reading I that. think I remember yeah. that cover or that Hob story, Goblin. that yeah. kind of Hob The Hobgoblin for a long time no one knew who he was. There were lots of people they thought was that. Yeah. And then it was revealed in the mid nineties that he was Roderick Kingsley, who alongside being a fashion designer was also a scientist. But he was Ned Leeds. Uh, he wasn't Ned Leeds. Uh, well, Ned Leeds was there was, um, a, there was a big who is the god yeah. and we found out and it was Ned Leeds. And uh, that was in about 1987. Yep. And the reason why they had to change that is because Spider-Man was talking to Mary Jane and uh, this was as a result of what fans were saying. Oh. And he was saying, look, Ned Leeds died because four of the foreigners, assassins, came in. And Mary Jane says, yeah, but weren't they not ordinary humans? I mean... If you were attacked by four ordinary humans, you would you'd easily beat them. And Spider-Man said, uh, Peter Parker says, no, no, but they got the. Uh, 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 oh, hang on. So Hobgoblin was as strong as I am. He would have massacred them. So they had to change it completely. Um, Ned Leeds in the official Spider-Man stories was hypnotized, brainwashed by the original Hobgoblin, and this is Roderick Kingsley. He's in his. Uh, in his uh, lair, he's got, looking through Norman Osborn's scientific journals. So this is 90s stuff? Yeah. Oh no, this is 80s. Late 80s. This is before. Definitely late, late 80s. 80s. And he becomes, this is when he gets the strength of the Hobgoblin. 
It's funny because when you see uh, Roderick Kingsley for the first time, he's more like the, the victim. Spider Peter Parker sees him, and he, uh, here we are. That character sure wasn't one of the goons. He's too short, too skinny. Boy, and they used to call me Puny Parker. Mm -hmm. um, there we go, for the, for the non-believers. Several have worn the fearsome mask of the Hobgoblin, but the first was High Society fashion mongrel, Roderick Kingsley. First in, in the terms of the, the comics being published? or the, uh, Well, the thing the is, comic. there were several writers had ideas for who yeah, was going sure, to be the Hobgoblin. Sure. One of them had the idea of two brothers. Yeah. And there's reference here to Roderick Kingsley saying, I wish my brother was here. Uh -huh. And in the 1996 when they, they sorted out who the Hobgoblin was, there's scenes like this where Roderick Kingsley is with the Hobgoblin. Uh, well, this one here, because mm. that one's the robot, that's the real one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Some of you might giggle. Roderick Kingsley, this is not him. This is Daniel Kingsley, the identical to Roderick, except for the hairline. So here he's wearing a wig. Um, so Roderick yeah, Kingsley is... He's never leads. Yeah. Roderick's the, uh, the Hobgoblin. So I think with Ned Leeds, he was also too much of the victim. There was a, a numerous times when he was uh, needing Spider-Man to save him. Uh, I, think, I think this is Ned Leeds here. Yeah, Ned Leeds. It was good in that they, uh, they got several characters who could have been him. No. No, it's... To me... To me, I'm, I'm more happy with... Uh, Kingsley as uh, the Hobgoblin because who was the, the Rose? Oh, Rose was uh, what Fisk. Was uh, that was that was Kingpin's son. Was it Wil Wilson Fisk as the Kingpin? It was his son yeah. who was the Rose. But he wasn't called Kingsley, was he? No, no, he he was Fisk. Uh, he wasn't Wilson uh, or Wilson Junior. Rose is sometimes sometimes in these, but uh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's quite nice art, isn't it? It's brilliant yeah. art. It's my, my style of art. Yeah. Plus it's Spider-Man art. Yeah, this is it. slightly before <laughs> back when I was reading. Here we go. Oh, there's a Secret Wars uh, intro. Yeah. That's when the Hobgoblin... How did they meet this, up? This is uh, one of my favourite crossovers. It's probably one of the few that I think really works. Uh, this is uh, 2000 AD's Batman and Judge Dredd, the first outing of these two. Um, artwork was completely different from anything I was used to at the time. It's full of science. Not only are they travelling through time and space, they've also got science in, in the case of the Mean Angel implanted on his forehead, which he uses to uh, butt people to death with. Uh, Batman goes through to the... Uh, uh, Batman eventually goes through to uh, the future when he fiddles around with uh, uh, a belt that Judge Death has got. Judge Death runs riot in uh, Gotham, where he meets the Scarecrow. Um, they team up, Scarecrow uses his scientific equipment, the potion, to put fear in people. Um, he teams up with uh, Judge Death, and of course, eventually, when Judge Death gets a, gets a body, he turns against the Scarecrow. Uh, you've never seen Judge Death looking cooler than this. And uh, there's this hilarious moment where he, he goes to the Scarecrow to judge him, the Scarecrow, fearing this, splatters death with uh, the spray that makes death of his fear. And the Scarecrow's going, my God, what could possibly make death himself afraid? Oh, <sighs> really nice things. Yep. 
This is sort of uh, this is the similar scenario, and recently has been in Dragon Ball Super, where Frieza, one of the main villains in Hell, is attached to a tree surrounded by cute bunnies and teddy bears. And <laughs> to, to those sort of characters, that is Hell. Has that book not got a really good <clears throat> page with uh, all of Batman's villains above uh, his head? It's when Judge Anderson is looking at uh, Batman's head. There's a, there's a few villains in there. There's a Joker, oh, Penguin. Because um, the, the other Catwoman, the other Batman just said the Ultimate Riddle has mm. has the same one, uh, same same visual, but it's Batman's head and all everything coming out over the top, and it's right. all these villains and everything, and, and all these rogues gallery at the top. There's also a good. That uh, looks nice. That book. There was a second one where it was basically just one big fight between the two, yeah. Yeah. and he could have explained it a little bit better, I think, because um, it was judged. Dredd found out that Batman was going to die saving people. So he went back in time. Because oh, yeah. the ventriloquist, I think, was the main villain in it. Yeah. And they basically fought each other. And then Judge Dredd goes, yep, now should be long enough. And Batman's like, what are you talking about? After they beat each other to a pulp. Says, yep, uh, now uh, put you off uh, going to rescue these people who are going to die. And Batman's like, what? And he zooms off to the scene to, to rescue them. But the artwork was nowhere near as good as what that artwork is. Yeah. Um, oh, and the last book I've got, it's not a graphic novel. I do have a graphic novel of the Gundam series, but I thought this was a little bit better because uh, science in... Uh, where are we? Yeah, they're some of their awesome machines that they have. This is out of the TV series, uh, but there were comic book versions of this. Basically, it's little, little kids getting to play with really big robots, but they slaughter a lot of people in the process. And oh, space, space travel as well. <laughs> yeah, it's my kind of experiment. That's well, irresponsible. The story. Just what well, I want my kids to read. Stop, you bring us to the. This is amazing. Well, well the thing is, uh, there's so many Gundam stories. The one that most people in Britain know is Gundam Wing. Because, like the Dragon Ball series, they decide for some reason to start at the very middle. So you put the middle of a series in, so you've got to work things out. And with Gundam Wing, it's uh, the Earth. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. The Earth is surrounded by civilizations outside. So you know the, the diagrams you have of satellite giant rotating cities in space, space colonies. Mm -hmm. Each space colony is a country on its own, uh, or, or, or an alliance. And they're at war with people on Earth. So they have to get these peace agreements, but a lot of the people who are coming up with these peace agreements get assassinated by kids and uh, robots. But then they're trying to find, they're trying to work out who's good and who's not. Um, and they're being attacked by all sorts of adversaries. Um, so it's a little bit of a political thing as well. Um, but because we got the middle of it, we most people in this country anyway don't know where it all began. Because when you have a look at some of the some of the comics from the first slot, it's completely different to the Gundam Wing. So we're kind of baffled as to how the colonies got up there to begin with, and why are they fighting? So it's like it's like being landed into the middle of a war and not knowing who to who to support. Because some of the main characters, the the people you're meant to follow as heroes, have killed more people than Indiana Jones and James Bond. But uh, they're kids, they're like, some of them aren't even in their teens. Um, but in the co in the cartoons in this country, they had they made it that a lot of the machines they were fighting were unmanned. 
But in the original Japanese one, they're all manned, so every machine that's destroyed, there's yeah, so all, all one person getting yeah. big mix. And yeah, and there's, yeah, there's, there's a pilot and inside there. Yeah. How to pilot and... And the, oh, that character is, is very funny. Uh, Lady Un, um, I don't know if she has that name in other translations, but there she's fearsome and uh, not to be messed with. But as soon as she undoes her hair and takes her glasses off, she suddenly turns into an angelic character, really calm. There's a hilarious moment when she fights one of the Gundam pilots and one of the men in charge, uh, who's, who's ruler of uh, some of the nations, tries to calm her down by playing beautiful music and has scenery on, on the screen inside her machine <coughs> changed to a nice countryside and, and birdsong. <laughs> it's got some really uh, fun moments in it. So that's, that's my lot of uh, science-inspired Did you buy moments. this in 2001? No, I ordered it in uh, maybe about... must have been uh, 2003. Right, yeah. I feel like I deserve a round of applause. That was so well done. That was good. That was good. You can give Touch all the genres. Yeah. I hope so. With so I've got a couple of science comics here. As soon as you said science, I thought of this book right away. Frontiers of Science. Frontiers of Science. Never even heard of it, no, but I, I already like the look of yeah, it. Yeah, it looks great, doesn't it? It's that old-fashioned kind of... Love that. And it's... Uh, Love that colour as well. People don't use yeah, that colour yeah, yeah. anymore. Mm. This is from the early 60s. I got this in, remember Big Bairn books, second-hand <laughs> books? And... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I've got this in there. And I just love the look of it. And it's like newspaper strips all about science, you know? It's all factual stuff. And that was great. Australian. Australian comics. Where did you find it? In the second-hand bookshop. Yeah, Big Bairn. Uh, Big Bairn, it used to be. It's closed now. Oh, this right. was like two or three years ago. Yeah. Professor Stuart Butler. Andrea Bresciani. Savaganda. Bresciani. And Robert Raymond. So these are Australian guys. This is Australian comics. But this looks great. Have a look at yeah. it. Yeah. Nice. Terrific new book. Oh, good. It's all fat. Oh, I love that. It's great, isn't it? <laughs> I just thought I'm having this. <laughs> Too late. Thank you. I think it was like two quid or something. Really? Yeah. Nice. It'd be interesting to know how much of the science has changed in mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. 50 years or so. That's what I was thinking about stuff like that. Yeah. Voices from the sky. Because mm. I avoided science fiction when you were saying mm. science comics. I did the same. Yeah. Uh, I tried. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't even think of that way. Yeah. I just tried to stay away from it. Didn't quite manage it. Frontiers of Science. It's got that feel slightly, the, the kind of Al Williamson, yes. Alex Raymond, the classic mm. style the, the, of the yes. comics. Before, before Kirby and more dynamic stuff, mm. it's just nice. Yeah, when they were drawing. Like in the 50s, when they were imagining that everything, we'd have everything by like yeah. 1990. Mm. Exactly. 
I could imagine John Crivellucci, the creator of Ren and Stimpy, looking at this book and coming up with his Space Madness episode. <sighs> yes, it's good. And the other thing I've got is this thing called Spineless. It was a freebie. Very good. Excellent. From the, the Newcastle... Mm. Newcastle Uni. They do like a Newcastle science comic or something. Do they? Yeah. That was great. New, NewcastleScienceComic.blogspot.com And this was Lydia... Oh my god, I'm going to kill this as well. Lydia Wysocki. Sorry, that's probably wrong. She's listening. <laughs> but she's... Uh, She's nice. I was chatting to her and she was telling me she did this. And then it was at Thought Bubble again. She was at Thought Bubble. And uh, they were giving these away free. Yeah? And they've made it specifically to teach kids again about science. So nice they've, got, they've got a lot of different artists. They just look nice to me. Yeah. So I just thought, yeah. The price was right. Have you used it yet <laughs> with the kids? No, I'm not sure about it. But I will. I guess they'll start getting more into science later on in high school and things. But yeah, I'll do that as well. That looks nice. I love it when it's a lovely wee thing. You get something like that out of uh, out of an unexpected place like yeah. the Newcastle University Science Department. Exactly. Yeah. There can't be this many scientists in the Newcastle University that are actually well, good they've, artists. I think as we've well. put that together with kids and things. You know, it's been like a big project involving. But who's done all the art? Kids. Yeah, the, yeah, they must have got artists to do it because the cat just happened to have a well maybe they do have a fantastic crop of scientists yeah. who happen to be artists as well mm -hmm. in which case it'd be lucky see that this is lovely isn't it when you see something like that it makes you think god if i just had the right idea that's kind of within yeah range of being doable it's inspired now yeah yeah yeah, so that, that was my couple that I thought of. Oh, that's very good. Nice. Yeah. I like these. Nice little things. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. I've had a really kind of Ooh, busy good. month that I've not been able to focus much on even preparing. But one thing I got was this oh, Philip K. Dick. Uh -huh. Bad. Good. So I'll, I'll let you. Um, do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? Mm -hmm. This was on, uh, yeah, Boom Studios. I bought this second hand, maybe from Oxfam or somewhere. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. Uh, but I didn't realise that I'd need to get another six, or however many more there is, five or six in the series for the complete story. So this is only like one from five. So when I started reading it and I found it out, it put me off. Because I was like, if I read this, I'm five parts short anyway. Mm -hmm. So I thought I'd get the, an omnibus version. But I did really enjoy what I read because it was actually an adaptation with all the... Yeah. It's with all the... It's um, word for word. It's word it's for word. All in there. So I quite liked the idea of that. Did yeah. you, do you not like that? Well, idea? I read the book anyway and right. I really liked it. Uh, and so I was interested when this came out, but as you say, I mean, it looked like it was going to run for about 98 issues or something, and I thought, I'd read this book anyway, and it just mm. seemed a bit redundant. I'd read it anyway, yeah. and it was a bunch of drawings stuck on, 
there wasn't really an adaptation if if they just took all the words, everything. Yes, well, it's know, just a. Was, I mean, so a, I didn't call it a, a transcription. I'd call it. it a total redundancy. Right. Well, that's that. But yeah. you know, it's been. I think I bought two or three of them. I thought it was I've seen of these. It uh, no, the issues. Of the issues, up, yeah. right? And that was a while ago now. In fact, it's probably actually one yeah, because I've got one or two of them that I maybe picked up from a bargain bin. Yeah. Because I, I've got little bits that amount to nothing, pretty much. And the other thing I brought because I had it to hand because I've not been able to get access to a lot of this stuff is this comic called The Zoo Hunters, which is on Aspen. Aspen um, Aspen Comics. And uh, I don't know when number one came out, but it was fucking ages ago. And they're only at number three. And it's like, everyone on Facebook is saying, to them, have you done number four yet or what? Pretty much you've been like, did you not bring one of these before? Zoo Hunters, perhaps. But I brought it this time because it's, it is science fiction. Uh-huh. Yeah, but yeah. I really like the the artwork and the uh, the concepts in it. They were pretty good. Mm. This is that guy. What's his name? Um, Alan Warren? No. No, I thought that was that Scott fella. No. Scotty. What's his name? Scotty. Young. Yeah. yeah. He looked a bit like... Scotty Young, but I don't think it is. Oh, the cover. <laughs> yeah, the cover, yeah. But it is a comic that I've enjoyed reading, but I've forgotten what... I know that the guy is an exotic beast kind of trader or transporter, should we say, mm. um, for a lot of money, pretty right. much. Um, and there was a lot of science and science fiction in it. I enjoyed yeah, the artwork. I don't know, yeah. I don't know if it'd be David's critique of it. It's digital, isn't it? It's digital, but um, kind of like the. Uh, I, like, I like the letter. Yeah, that's the, the, journal, the, the, the journal, yeah, the diary account, yeah. It's nice. Um, then I was thinking, I read some comics about a year. You had that Captain Swing. It's steampunky, but I quite like steampunk stuff for science because it's like yeah wood metal steam <laughs> fantasy <laughs> it's good it's good like that good, i like yeah. it you can kind of imagine it kind of going on secretly in victorian times but don't tell the masses we've got this really good machine yeah um i did enjoy that captain swing but just because of the artwork and the fact that it was steampunky and I quite yeah. like that look. I can't remember what happened in it. It's <laughs> just that I enjoyed really? it. Uh, it really impacted you then? Well, the artwork did. I'm, 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 <laughs> if I can remember, I can remember the story that I've read that you've given us because it's in recent memory. But um, I have to kind of try Dredging all the memories. So, it's all the damn children you have. It's what? It's all the damn children you have to see. It is, I know. Damn, and they keep you up in the middle of the night and memory Both loss. Both short term memory loss. There you go. <laughs> um, but that's my lot. Mm-hmm. Well, like I say, folks, I've only got the one. I've only got a. 
logical. Yeah, which, yeah, I, that's the one I thought. I'm yeah, sure someone have been this. it's the uh, the life of um, Bertrand Russell, a philosopher and a log- logician. Uh, so it's all oh, mainly yeah. the science of mathematics and logic and, and whatnot. But it's it's obviously it's a story that's told through a. People down here, I can't pronounce their names and I'm not going to desecrate it. Hmm. Uh, but it's the four of them meeting up and trying to decide how they should tell his story. But within that, it's also the story, like him telling it whilst he's at a lecture of, of everything that's happened in his life and how he's came to be who he is and uh, how meeting other people that have dealt in... Um, other other logicians and other uh, thinkers, uh, thinkers, yeah, have ended up where they are. So there's some that he meets that have ended up in mental asylums, and some that have ended up exiling themselves uh, completely because the the thought and, and and the theory that goes in behind it, and all the maths and the, the endless possibilities that can go on, it just drives them mad. And they, they, it's him battling with that and ending up at that stage. Because he is looking every, looking at everything from a very philosophical standpoint, and is uh, trying to teach other people this. At the end of the day, that is his whole point: is to write this, this uh, these teachings, and, and be able to explain it in the, in the best way. But even as I'm explaining it right now, I'm, I'm getting lost in it. But it's it's a really good story. So they make it through. Yeah, 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 but that's the whole point, is he's up lecturing and telling his story of how he's, oh, ended, right, up, he's right. ended up managing to stay sane, but there's a lot to it. I mean, he, he sacrifices his relationship, he's, he sacrifices a lot of his mind at the end of the day. But he Did you check how true to it's very, life it is? It does stick very true, I would say. Um, but it is the, they do go through a, a big struggle within the book as well, and they show that, the struggle that the, the four of them are going through trying to tell the story mm-hmm. as well. It's good. It's good that it's got that extra point in it. That it's not just you know this is a story. This is his story for me to be. It is the whole thing of you know how how do we get this across in the best way possible and yeah. not get people lost. I, I agree. But it's yeah, um, yeah, I yeah, 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 yeah. Greek writing about philosophy. Apart from the last one, one. logic. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Even when it's yeah, talking, talking, I type. Even when it starts off, it kind of they kind of break. The fourth wall at the start, it's it's a lot of them. It's this guy sort of speaking to the uh, the reader and explaining who they are and what they're going to be doing. And then eventually it's like, right, I'm going to take a step back here, but you know what's happening. And then he, so they bring he carries on. Yeah, yeah. Why are It's really, it's a lot, of, a lot of explanation, but it's done in a very simplistic, I mean, it's done in a very simplistic style to start off with. So going into it, you're not daunted when you first... <laughs> Look at it. Like it's not. It's not too. It's not too busy. There's not a lot going on. So you're not. You're not lost. But they also don't. They also explain a lot of what they're saying. If it's more. Um, so do they tackle philosophical ideas, or do they just tackle his struggle with? Ideas? It's a lot to do with his story, but yeah, they do struggle with. Uh, they do tackle a lot of the uh, philosophical ideas as right. well. They talk about logic on a whole and where it's come from and where it's been, what's been going on with it, the development over the years and everything as well. But they tackle that from a Bertrand's angle. story and his right. angle, yeah, yeah. But it's really good. It's, mm. it's really, it's, it's really worth a read. Sounds interesting. It is, 
Have you read that? Who's I read haven't it? read that, no. I yeah, read I read it when it came out. Yeah. yeah. And it was really good. Yeah. I think I must have got it like a year or, mm. a year or two after it came out. I, I kept seeing it in Waterstones. Yeah, I kept seeing it in Waterstones. It's kind of, it's a very eye-catching cover. It's uh, very different from any of the rest of the things you see on the shelf. You know, most of these mm. covers will be yeah. like splash pages, whereas this is very simplistic. It's just, you know, the circle of one of the panels. And that's it, you know, logic comics. Let me search for truth. They're doing a business for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any, any logic system but, works. But look, yeah. it's, uh, it's, really, it's really interesting, though. It's really, really interesting. And like I say, it is, it is very much just the science of, the science behind philosophy, logic, and mathematics. That's similar to the Babbage and Lovelace Yeah, 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 yeah. I was in Watersons and I saw the cover and thought, that looks really interesting. How do we flick inside and thought, oh, I'm going to buy that. So. Yeah, see, I've only seen the cover for that before. Not in Waterstones, mm -hmm. on, online. But yeah, that was, it was the same sort of thing. Mm -hmm. I'd, I'd read the, the back blurb about it. French. French. One of them is... Annie Donna. Yeah. She's actually French. Uh, one of them's French. Oh, that's that. Yeah, that's... Donna. Yeah, they exp that's it, that they yeah. explain in the very first pages when he's talking to the reader. He explains who they all are and where they come from, and their background and whatnot as well. I did two years of ancient Greek. Oh, did you? So I can. Oh, really? Well, I used to be able to read uh, the Greek alphabet. Oh. Mm. Not that I know what it means, but <laughs> anymore. But I know some words, but it's. So, I only know some letters from science. Image. Formulas. When there's too many variables and alpha and beta will just do. Canonis. Oh. Come on. Hi. Fuck. Yeah. Come on. Canonis. There you go. That's very good. That's around. It's definitely one of my, <clears throat> I would say one of my favourite uh, graphic novels that I've ever read. I remember there was a lot in it, but it was a breeze to read. Oh yeah, totally, yeah. 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 It was so I can imagine it's something that yeah. you'd go back to and reread though. Yep. Mm. It's very it's, it delves a lot into his life, but at the same point it makes you wonder the the bits that they may have missed out, what happened in between there, you know. So you go looking after it's <coughs> after you read it. Right, to fill in the mm -hmm. gaps kind of. There's not a lot of gaps to fill in, but there is did you find anything of, did you do that? Did you find anything of no in the gaps? Nothing, no. nothing major. I mean, they, like I say, they cover most of right. these most prevalent moments. There's not, there's nothing massive missing out, you know what I mean? It's just a lot of, it's a lot of travelling that's missing. Like, you'll, you'll have gone to see different people that have maybe not included in the book right, because right. it would have taken up too much time. And it's already been explained that, to somebody right. else yeah. before he's just covered the same ground with another another mathematician or another philosopher or whatever. But it's the exact same conversation he's had with somebody else. So they've just cut it from the book to save page space, you know, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Um, but that's about it, really. But it was, it was good, though. It's, it was good to find out, even though he's a very travelled gentleman. He's seen a lot of the world. He's seen... He's uh, a very well... Um, studied and educated man in lots of different fields, you know. It's crazy. It's good though. Very interesting. It's not somebody that I'd ever thought about before until reading it. Bertrand Russell. Mm -hmm. So there you go.
Maybe. That's my only kind of contribution. Oh, that's, that's a good one. <laughs> so have to one. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. Indeed. But like David said, it's a breeze to read. Any good reads in the past month, man? That's exactly what I was going to ask. Before that, got an anecdote mm. to tell Ooh. about our joke that we're carrying on. Steve <laughs> Rogers. Steve Rogers. Steve and a Steve Trainer. <laughs> well, the other day, I decided to read Top 10 oh, okay. by Alan Moore. Yeah, 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 yeah. It transpires that the boss of the police department, the older guy who is kind of the main officer of the police department in Top 10, his name is Steve Trainer. <laughs> so I was about to send you an email about it because of the joke of Steve Rogers, Steve Trainer. When we kept when we kept saying over and over again about um, what was it, Steve? Steve Rogers. I couldn't remember his name. That was it. Yeah, it wasn't Steve, Steve Rogers Trainer. Wonder Steve. Woman. Wonder Woman's friend. friend. The, the male. Ah, oh, soldier. Yeah. Soldier. I forgot it again. I forgot it again. Because I said Steve Trainer. And you said Steve Rogers. Steve Rogers. We just come to America. And I said Steve Trainer before now. It's not Steve Rogers. It's Steve Trevor. And it's Steve Trevor. So we were trying to figure out who it was. It's always that thing. We always say Steve Rogers. No, no, Steve Trevor. No, Steve Trainer. Steve Trainer. Steve, so, bloody so Steve Trainer yeah. did appear in the comics. Yes. Was, uh, okay. Is he white and blonde? No. Okay. He's a, the older guy, bald. Uh, the end of the story transpired. He oh, tells you that he's gay and lives with his partner. That makes sense. Good. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it makes sense that he's gay or not, but yeah. It's just an anecdote. Steve Trainer, I thought, well, yeah, well, there you are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because I was in a Steve Trainer, what? <laughs> I was laughing out loud. I need to send this to the <laughs> to Dave and Tom and say, just for the joke. <laughs> I was so close. I'll check this, please. <laughs> nice. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. Ah, good. Good. Um, yeah. Anyway. I, I've, I've been reading Valerian. Um, oh. Yeah. All right, okay. Valerian. Well, I, got, I got a book talking about Valerian. Can you tell us what that is? Yeah. So I went into Waterstones and, and they had Valerian. And they had a, like, one, two, three, four. They had a bunch of them. Like, oh, there's Valerian. It's like a sci fi. From the 60s it started, right? Yeah, that's and, right. And it went right on till very recently at first. Like 2000 and something or And it's. Uh, it's quite up to the It's really science fiction. I just got it. Uh, I bought the first three just to get a taste. Yeah. Of it. And it's really good. Sure. I mean, uh, I, the way the figures are drawn is quite cartoony, and then there's all the detail of the the equipment and. Yeah. Yeah, I'd recommend it. It's, it's a bit. It's a bit. Yeah. It's a bit. is the, the, the main act. The main act. He uh, influenced. Moebius and all that. Yeah. Mm. This but is like late 60s. But, but it's, a, it's a late 60s science fiction comic and he's yeah. like a... It's, well, the subtitle is a space temporal agent. So uh, he, he travels... So is Valerian a person? Yes. Yeah, he's a guy. And then Lorelin yeah. is the girl that is two That's agents right. from this sort of a galactic agency that yeah, tries to... Yeah, it's like a time agency. Yeah, they try to keep yeah. the timeline... Yeah. Uh, correctly and also avoid major catastrophes around yeah. the galaxy. The story's kind of daft, but it's yeah. good. It's yeah. fun. Exactly. Uh, it's yeah. a kind of 
it's quite wordy, plotty. There's a lot of sitting around people talking about what's happening. But somehow it's still good. I don't know. It's, yeah. it's one of those where I'm kind of bored with it, but it's I'm fascinated. So I'm going to keep going because I'm enjoying it, even though I'm not sure why. And there's a really exciting bit in it where they use the time jumping. There's like a load of spaceships, right. uh, villain spaceships. So he's got an idea, and he and he just he just jumps about in time. And like, so he's like, doo, 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 doo. he goes around and shoots every single one of them. <laughs> and it all like happens in a second. And it's like this big splash page. And it's just the spaceship in all these different places shooting all the ships. Oh, that's <laughs> and I thought, that's a really good idea. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like a Spider-Man character called the Spot. He wasn't thought of as being a, a big threat. Yeah, the white yeah. dot. You could create one. spots. And from this spot, he would punch a key. Yeah, beer. Right. Like yeah. Oh, yeah. wormholes. Yeah. Yeah. He, was in, he was in the, the cartoon. Uh, yeah, he was in the Marwaid's mm. uh, Daredevil as well at the very wow. start. He right. infiltrates a, a wedding at the start. <laughs> it was good. As the villains do. Yeah, well, yeah, he's at the start and they all think that they all think that Daredevil's. No, that some villain no. getting to the Bolivans. They all thought that uh, Daredevil was just trying to get in the way, but he's actually trying to inadvertently save them all mm -hmm. as uh, the spot's putting his hand through like holes and stuff. He's pulling the bride away and all this kind of stuff. And they're trying to get him, and then eventually the spot gets tangled in his own <laughs> hole, and he's sitting going, oh, that'll sort it out. And yeah, it's, he just ends up getting all tangled up in different bits. Where does he get tangled? In these. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, all these spots that he's made, but he gets himself up tangled up. It's good. But, but he was trying he's to he's, steal he's, he's the bride. Is well. that what he was trying to do? Steal he's, the bride? He's trying to kill his own groom, but he tries to steal the bride right. away at one point. Put in this to me, it's like a horse. You were doing a whole day. Anyway, my memory of that character was. Um, he's fighting Spider-Man. It must have been the first time. And he's like, what's this? this? And he's got, oh, yeah, Spider-Man, you know, dots. And yeah. and there's like a picture. And there's a, there's one of these dots there. And he's punching Spider-Man like mm. that, you know. And he's stood over there with his hand and the other <sighs> thing. And then Spider-Man's like, yeah, but that was like, that punch was rubbish. You know, he's just like, that was just rubbish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he hadn't got much of a <laughs> he's like, like, punch. punch. Yeah. And he's like kicking him. He's like, are you kidding? You know, that's... like little kick. Yeah, <laughs> I can imagine that. That's that right. you that. Yeah, 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 make as many holes as you want. Yeah, yeah. if you're yeah. just gonna slap me through it. So, so I do remember that. Yeah, but Spider Spider-Man aims to shoot webbing at him in the mm -hmm. cartoon series in, in the mid '90s, and the webbing goes in a spot, and then it comes out elsewhere and splatters. Ah, yeah. But um, I think they got was it Roddy McDowell? They got to give the voice of the spot. Really? But I think it? so. Yeah, oh, I think wow. it was. I could be wrong, but I think it was him. They got a lot of big names for that cartoon series. Mm. Uh, the kingpin was uh, the late Roscoe Lee Brown. Oh, that wow. sort of imposing uh, yeah. voice. Uh, he was. He did a lot of villains and authoritative characters in who? The cartoons. Who? Lee Brown. Uh, he was in films. In a lot of films. Have you seen Logan Run? No, but I thought yeah. he, he was the voice of the robot. Run. Yeah, he was, oh, the, he, was the, he was the robot. Fish of the yeah. sea. <laughs> you got to see Logan's Run. Have you not seen it? Go yeah, yeah, and yeah. see it. Well, just go home and watch it again anyway. Is Logan's Run the one with the thing where... Yeah. It's the one with Jenny yeah. Arbiter. Yeah. Um, 
so wow. serious. He has a thing. Oh, what's oh, his name? Uh, oh, the other guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Peter Houston, isn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Did he play the, the very yeah. elderly guy? Yeah. yeah, yeah. They found out what it was like to grow old. Yeah, he's great in it. Mm. And uh, Michael York. Brother. That's who I'm thinking of, Michael yeah. York. He's terrific, isn't he? <laughs> Am I thinking right? That's the big, that's the big bubble that chases after them. No, that's no, sad. Uh, well, because Ronnie, they've got an expiry and they've got a little thing in yeah, the hands. Is it the really? island? Uh, I got them mixed up. The prisoner. Was it the prisoner? Oh, the prisoner and the prisoner. They remade that, but it wasn't yeah. as no, That's it was it was original. old farts talking about old TV programs. Mm. Mm. The prisoner isn't exactly new, is it? <laughs> 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 exactly. I, I, I just always get Logan's running uh, the prisoner mixed up. I don't know why, but I do. Well, they are running away from uh, the authorities in a sort of isolated area, so yeah. they do have their yeah, similarities. Yeah. I think Logan's run was only two years before Star Wars. Was released. I think it was one. Was it? Hi. Uh, oh yeah, nineteen seventy six. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One year. There you go. Great though. Mm. Great film. Logan's Run. Did you bring something? But yeah, Valerian. Yeah. Okay, just to finish off. Oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Just Valerian. Uh, read Valerian. Okay. There you are. It sounds good. I've got. Yeah. I've got volume three to read. And then we'll see oh, so you got piled through two of them then? Yeah, I did, yeah, right. Both of them, quick succession. Sorry, did you have sound stuff you brought? I was thinking you did No, no, different stuff. Uh, I was doing some cleaning, so that's more stuff, whatever you want. Wow. Oh, yeah. What? Magazines, comics, oh, and some books. I didn't think that's what you meant. <laughs> so, I didn't think you were going to bring a lot of jazz mags in. Oh, is that more of that new episode? Oh, oh my god. Whoa! So kind of. Jesus Christ! So, take whatever you want. Mamma mia! Take whatever you want. Because whatever is not as clean. Look at this, like, so help yourselves. Oh, thank you very much. I'm going to call this the new X Men stuff, but. Ah. Movie quotes. How much is one of these? Um. You get this every month? Yeah. What's the movie called? What's it about? It's about. Cute boys getting through some reading, don't you? Bounds. Something. Is this the way? I read a lot of books. I've read Concrete. It's about four months. Which I'm really enjoying. Concrete is fucking superb. The more I read it, the more I love it. They go on about some real good stuff there. It's a lot of internal. It's really, it's just really, really good. What's that comic? Savage Dragon. I'm just playing with you. Are a fan of you read it, some of it? Concrete. Oh, Concrete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he used to, in yeah. Spain, it came out. Have you remember, if you were in Spain, you remember when you were in Barcelona, the magazine Zimoc. Comic, Red Parkwards. Zimoc. Z I M O C. So it's a big magazine in Spain, and it had a lot of European different comics. Right. I wonder if if the published in Italy, if they call that, if they call would call concrete cemento at Marvel. Cemento Marvel. Le avventure di cemento at Marvel. No, in Spain they didn't change it. They didn't call it El hombre de cemento. No. No. <laughs> well, how do you say concrete in Spanish? Cemento. Cement, like cemento, but you say cemento. Yeah, but wouldn't it be cemento armado? Because 
Cement no. would be just cement. That's why it's cement armato because it's got the steel, uh, the the aggregate in it. Yeah. Well. The yeah, that's what I Cement armado. Yeah. Le aventure di cemento armato. Las aventuras del cemento armato. Just say if concrete got pub uh, published in early, whether they would translate concrete. Right, okay. Armed cement, which is how it's called in, in Italian. Oh, right, okay. Heavy cement. La Liga de la Justicia. Che justicia! In italiano? La Lega di Giustizia. La Lega di Giustizia. Okay. Yep, it's official. I'm still at 1% on my Duolingo with Spanish. So, yeah, I'm not, <laughs> this, is, this is definitely not, not helping. Yes, that's all, that's all comics I read in, in, new, in January. Concrete and um, what that book was called, which I can't even remember. <laughs> but I loved it. Last time, give peace a chance. <laughs> give me, give me peace or give me, give me liberty. Give me liberty. Give me, give me liberty. Yeah, give me liberty. Yeah, because it's, 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 it's Patrick, uh, it's Patrick Henry's war, isn't it? <laughs> give peace a chance. Give peace a chance. Um, um, well, oh. mine aren't as exciting. I've just been, I just read. Uh, Forever Evil, the DC. Oh, yeah, huh? mm-hmm. not finished yet, but it's quite quite good that's so far. Right. Yeah. to the point where Sinestro comes into it, so that's quite good. Um, and I started um, reading the old Silver Surfers from the Silver Surfer Masterworks. So just starting from Silver Surfer number one and going through. There's two volumes. Of oh, that's good. Surfer. Yeah, I've always yeah. thought. Certain characters are really interesting. He's one of them, I mm-hmm. think. Silver Surfer. Yeah. So I read. I read top ten because I go mm-hmm. for Christmas. There's only the, the compilation top ten. Yeah, I think I read top ten. Is is really the main good. guy got? Is he got a red outfit? Is that not top ten? Uh, oh no, I'm thinking. Oh no, I'm thinking of uh, Tom, Tom Strong. Strong. Yeah. Tom Strong. Tom Strong. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. I've read um, Arrugas by Paco Roca. Which is wrinkles, wrinkles, wrinkles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's really good. I listened to an interview with Alan Moore the other day, and it was actually quite interesting. A re- a, like a, a recent one, the modern one. Uh, two years old. Right. Two years old. It's a uh, Scroobius Pit. Oh yeah. Uh, you can get it on iTunes. Distraction Pieces podcast. Who's that? Steve Rogers. <laughs> Steve Trainer. <laughs> Steve Trevor. Steve Trainer. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, uh, oh yeah, apart from that, I've been watching Doctor Who as well. I watched the Christmas special. Well, I've just been uh, watching it. I've never watched it before. Uh, so I started from Christopher. You never watched Doctor Who? Nope. What? Nope. So, so I started from Christopher Eccleston and I'm now mm-hmm. about halfway through the Tenet run and I'm loving it. Which Christopher Eccleston is my favourite. Which one's Christopher Eccleston? One in the leather coat. From the north. No, but when, what period is that? He's from the north. That's when he came back to Oh, modern yeah. No, not the... Have you not watched the Tom Baker I like the guy with the long scarf. Yeah, Tom Baker. You haven't? Nope. When it all started back in the 60s. You still have the old theme tune. Yeah. But that's 
That's about as close as I got to it. Remember, we just watched it like, my mum. Yeah, yeah it was good. <laughs> my mum watched it when she was younger. I was never really into sci-fi, and my dad never watched it, so we never. And it wasn't on. It wasn't really on when I was young either. So. Yeah, we. Oh, I, I didn't catch much of it, but I remember well. liking it. Doctor, yeah. yeah. We'll keep going with David Tennant because it's very good. Yeah. Ah. Speaking, speaking uh, of that though, Peter Peter Capaldi's leaving. Mm. Yes. He's leaving. Yes. Uh, I don't watch it. It's just all of a sudden. It's just all of a sudden. Oh, is that enough for a few years? Yeah, because they're going to change it. Uh, yeah, I heard him on radio going, yeah, I don't normally do stuff for a long time like that. Yeah. And like some fans now are he going did, on yeah. about, oh, is it going to be a woman? Oh, is it going to be like a weird thing because it's the number 13, whatever. It's I think they're playing. From what I've heard from, the, from sources from the BBC, they've been saying that they're just going to play it safe and do the usual, like another guy. You know who I think would make a brilliant Doctor Who? If he does it the way he does, with the way he plays Shakespearean actors, uh, characters, Lenny Henry. Oh, really? Who? Yeah, Lenny Henry, the comedian. Wow. If he, if he didn't, no, he doesn't go into Winnie Henry. Loosely, no, not loosely as described Henry. as a comedian, but yeah. <laughs> no, he, when he does his Shakespeare stuff, he's actually really serious. So if he played it like he does the Shakespeare characters, he could be like Christopher Eccleston. We have a moody Doctor... Something bad has happened, but he still has a little bit of a cheery beat in there when he's with his uh, companions. I can't get beyond that premiering advert. <laughs> ah, well. Yeah. Uh, well, I, um, I, 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 I liked him as Delbert Wilkins. I thought he was funny. Eh? I, per- I personally just wanted to see. Uh, I wanted to see No Feeling do it. Somebody, somebody <laughs> uh, suggested that on another podcast I was listening to, and see the more I've thought about it, I think it'd be so good. He's such an oddball. Character himself, but I think it would be a good fit. For I don't him. know you mean. No, feel that uh, Mighty, Mighty Bush. Bush. No, there's and two the, brothers in the Mighty Bush. He's, uh, you watch um, Channel Four do those big quiz. Of never the year mind the bus. Ah, yeah. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, I've seen it, but I did test. He filled in for Bill Bailey when Bill Bailey wasn't there. No. Nah. He's, he's really good. Um, I'm not up on. If you ever see like Mighty Bush, you right, watch like IT crowd. I've seen it. The guy that plays the kind of goth Dracula character. No, I think he would be interesting. Mm-hmm. I think it would be really good to see. Yeah. Somebody actually suggested Richard Iwadi. Um, yeah. And I think it would be interesting if it was if he was like his companion or something like that. Because they're pals in real life <coughs> as well, so I think that'd be quite cool. But, hey, I, I, I put a big thing out on Twitter about it and Happened, so. Yeah, I put a bunch of tweets out about it. Come like, <coughs> on, feel them for a doctor, this would be great. And nobody said a when do you damn tweet? thing. I, never see your tweet. I do a lot of things at night. Like, uh, 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 no asking you about that. You have to uh, specifically go on uh, on your page to get the tweets Yeah, in. yeah probably. Aye. Um but yeah, I put a big thing and I mentioned them all in it. It was like yeah, feel them for a doctor. Not some buggery. Um also Speaking of people off of things, uh, Ben Affleck apparently isn't on Batman anymore. Oh? Uh, what? He is going, he's playing Batman, but he's not to direct the independent film. Oh, see, the one uh, with uh, uh, Death, Deathstroke? Yeah. The Deathstroke. Yeah. So he's off of that now. So the Terminator. Um, <clears throat> okay. And there's, sorry, I'm just covering all the news that I've got right mm. now just now. Uh, who, also, who... Was there anybody that you think would direct a Batman film who's not Christopher Nolan and not 
Tim Burton and not anybody that's made a good go. The really obvious one would be Steven Spielberg. No, see, I would love to see Steven Spielberg do Fantastic Four. Second trailer for, for Logan. Oh, Logan trailer. T- Sorry, I was reading that as Logan too, <laughs> right. I saw I saw a tweet uh, and somebody wrote, mm-hmm. I am so over Wolverine films, but this looks really good. <laughs> and I thought, you know, that's all they need yeah, from yeah, everybody yeah, forever yeah. to be so fed up with it. Hey. Come on. Not okay. got ourselves an excellent fan. Maybe a quarter of it happened. And not like this. In the real world, people die. Logan. I don't want to talk about it. Logan. Just stop. Be careful. I need the girl. Fuck her up. Go get it. X-23. Who's that? It's clone, it's female clone. clone. That? So well, she's basically Logan. Well, in... she's in as well. Yeah. No. 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 And we're down. Yeah. She's like you. Very much like you. Whatever it is you think I am. Uh, same people that made Logan uh, as Adamantium Skeleton. He took samples from him. Does he have the third plate on there? Yeah. Yeah. So two there. One in the You should take a moment. Feel it. So how is interesting? What's mate. the pre- what's the story there? He's trying to get her somewhere, or it looks like it. Like, they're leaving a lot. All oh, right, more so to the imagination as well. Right. I think that's what's also getting getting uh, me to come around to this right. more is that they're not giving a lot away. Whereas a lot of them seem to be like, this is the point, and this is the person they're going up against. You know what's going to happen? You know, uh, the proportion of thumbs up to thumbs down is quite good. Two orders of magnitude. <laughs> <laughs> um, did anybody see Riverdale? What? The Archie-based mm-hmm. TV show no. that's come no. up. No. Yeah, the first episode is now up on Netflix. It's going to be like a weekly show on, oh. on Netflix. Um, mm-hmm. It's getting good... It's, it's getting good... Um, not ratings, but good words said about it from... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But not, um, not from some Archie, Archie fans. Uh, from what I hear, a lot of Archie fans are a bit 
speed off with it. Mm-hmm. But just purely on the basis that it's just your typical 902 type show on the CW, but with a Twin Peaks. Yeah. Not, but not. Because I like not sci-fi, comics, but it's what we do with the art and the, yeah. the cheesiness. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas this is taking a very just a program, serious yeah. Yeah. Take you back to a happier era. I think I mean, it's, not some, it's not something I'll watch for. Santa Carlo. Archie. Archie and Jughead. Yeah. American. I don't think I've ever read it. It's very really popular in the Middle East. So what's it in a, a cartoon? Yeah, okay. Series. Oh, sure yeah. The 80s. Oh, at least I'm watching the 80s in Spain. I don't know. <laughs> there you go. There may be some serious oh, issues yeah. we're in there. Oh, I've read it. Oh, oh, does he... Achi, Betty. Is that... Well... Well, that's the triangle. You're obviously... Yeah. Like, what yeah. Ah. They, they both like him, and he's like, which one... Yeah. Hey, I think he... Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays. Yeah. Wednesdays, Thursdays. <laughs> I you think one of, you know, you like. one of them prefers him more than the other, but he prefers the other lassie more than the other. That sort of thing, I think. Betty and Veronica. Yeah. It's Veronica all the way. Is this it? Ah. Oh, the second hand. That could be anything. Yeah. I don't want to slide the music massively. Every corpse has a tale to tell, and this one has the touch of evil. Archie, a kid is dead. I saw you guys. Really? So yeah. this is not yeah. anything like how the cop the bear of the comic. I'm asking you right now. Basically everything. Who are you lying to? They're telling me that they couldn't find a red hair with natural red hair. To do it. Have you done Dark and Kill together? Look at that guy out of um. What is that? Was ever supposed to happen here? Happy days. Maybe there's not a problem. Please, oh, thank, 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 thank goodness we're getting rid of that one. Please. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Ron. What's this character? Ron Howard. Hmm. Fuzzy. Fuzzy. No, Fuzzy. Uh, no, 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 no. He was Richie. Richie Cunningham. Richie Cunningham, yeah. It's got Richie Cunningham to do it. Is it true that there's going to be a Constantine Hellblazer animated series? Or is that just wishful yes. thinking of people no, on the internet? At there some point, there's something about I that. hope so. <laughs> one, one actually within uh, reasonable time. <laughs> you need a what? Oh, here's Wilson as well. Is that Van Clubs, is it? Yeah, it is. It is indeed. I only just spotted this today, so I've not actually seen it. What's this? Another comment? Another. That's, That's a weirdo. It'll code. So, tell me, friend, have you heard the good news? Oh, like the DRLs. I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus doesn't give a shit. Huh? <laughs> Searchlight pictures invites you. To meet a man. Is this Wilson? Is that yeah. beautiful girl? Yeah. 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 She needs to leave. Who wants to go to accept my wife in 17 years ago? I just need to move on, find somebody new. Not you necessarily. In the worst possible way. Working man, eh? 40 years from now, you're going to be on your deathbed saying, Where did it all go? How did we end up like this? There's a lot of seats. You know, in this train. This <laughs> is <laughs> Looks like your ex-wife put this girl up for adoption 17 years ago. I'm a father! Yes! That's life! That's 
Okay, do not tell me that we had a daughter. Excuse me, do you think I could get this oh, yeah. aioli on the side as I requested? Yes. I think you should know. We have tickets to Wicked. Hey, dickhead, shut the fuck up. Can't you see that this woman is having a profound moment? I said that's life. You tell me that you don't want to see your daughter. What do you want to do, stalk her? And oh, as funny oh. as it may seem. Hey, Craig's over here. Hey, you need to shut the fuck up, you little bitch. Anything. It I just have to help her embrace maternal nature. Sorry, I can't help you with that. In that case, I guess I'll take a blowjob then. I should have brought my wallet. That is quite a tattoo. How's that? It's like the ultimate argument in there. Like, no, I don't want your fucking job. I want to destroy your entire society. <laughs> Face with the love. Yep. Looks good. Yeah, I would rather watch that on Riverdale. That Wilson. Have you seen on Red that actual Wilson? No, I haven't done that one. I've got the Red that Wilson. That's good. I would the Wilson though. Yeah. Billy Harrison's amazing. He's a dude, man. Yeah, I instantly prefer that one to the Archie film. Yes. Mm. That's right. Thank you, mate. That's all right. That's great. That's nice. get in touch for more links to the podcast links to buy our comics and more then go to our link tree at thatcomicsmell.com and please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe thank you for listening the music you can hear is by Richter FM and it's the title track from the EP Hibiscus you can check out Richter FM and this EP on Bandcamp YouTube, Spotify and Apple Music. <laughs>